0: This Sons of Anarchy UK podcast contains swearing, discussion of adult themes. Also, spoiler alert, if you've not seen all the episodes which involve this character, there could be some unwelcome surprises. Please be aware that in this episode there is a discussion of a sexual assault that some people may find upsetting. Welcome to the Sons of Anarchy UK podcast. My name is Tim Coyd and every week I sit down with some of the greatest fans of Sons of Anarchy in the UK. Some will call them our UK originals or the first three um, of, <laughs> of our MC. Um, we are joined again by Wendy. Hello. Holly. Hiya. And Lee. Yeah. Good evening, ladies. And, Good, evening. Um, Good evening. Thank Good you for joining us again. And thanks for coming back, is the, is the first thing I should say. Good and Couldn't keep us away. <laughs> <laughs> true. And the next person we are going to discuss is Mr. AJ Weston.
1: You gave our guns to the wetbacks. What are you talking about? Where's you? Dead. So's the slave labor. What
0: the hell have you done? Me? You lied! You race-trading son of a bitch! You lied to all of us!
1: AJ, AJ.
0: Okay, then, I'm just going to put it out there. And one word, first word, that describes AJ Weston to you.
1: Twat is the one that comes to mind. But maybe that's not mean enough.
2: I would say white supremacist, but I could say Nazi.
3: Oh I'm just going to sum it up with awful. I think of him and I think awful
0: awful man. AJ vile. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a
0: good one. Talk us through how you how how do we first come to 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 meet Mr. Weston?
1: As I would he... call it, it's when Gemma gets gang raped right at the start of season 2. I think he's one of the masked men if memory he serves is.
2: and she mm. recognizes
0: the little the
1: tattoo, tattoo on, his on the
0: chest, yeah. Mhm. introduction. From my memory, is he with Jacob Hale? And, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I, and he's, and one of, he, he's working
2: for uh, Zobel. Yeah, he's basically one of the henchmen.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I have a memory of that's when they. Hark a little bit of a, jump back to to the last week that. Uh, David Hale comes in to meet his brother and Zobel and Weston are sat with with yeah, Jacob Hale so, in in, uh... the, in the cafe and he recognizes them um as well a little bit racist shall we say uh... a little <laughs> a bit, bit rac- racist <laughs> yeah <laughs> the they're, they're on the right yeah the tattoo so AJ Weston um is involved in one of the. Can you help me out in the most notorious notorious scenes? I think in Sons of Anarchy. Um, yeah. If if you feel comfortable, would would you like to talk through that that scene, especially from a perspective as a as a female?
1: I definitely think it's a different experience watching it. I mean, I think statistics are so that it's one in three women in the UK certainly have experienced some type of sexual harassment. Certainly in their lifetime you know and sexual assault is just one aspect of that you know it's the cat calling at workplaces it's being groped by people you've never met you know it's your best mate's friend who's tagged along and won't stop hitting on you even though you've told him no all night and I think as women we kind of grow up hyper conscious of our surroundings especially as it pertains to our safety and to men So almost instantly, you know, I'm on my guard when I see Gemma out on her own at night in the car. Like, I've always been told, don't pull over if you're not sure if it's a policeman. If it is a policeman, make sure you ask for his badge, his number, his ID to double check that they're policemen. So when she stops to help, I think it's Polly, isn't it? Who's pretending she's got an issue with the baby.
2: Yeah, the the people carrier.
1: And that for me as well feels like an utter betrayal. It feels like a, I, I don't know if you ladies agree but there's like an unspoken contract between women where if you see your fellow woman in trouble especially if she appears to be in danger yeah. from men or if she's a mother and she needs help with her child it's almost yeah. like come in clutch come in clutch and help so the fact that she used that that gem as a mother that she has this newborn grandchild, she uses that to lure her in to one of the most awful predicaments a human being can be in. It feels like an utter betrayal from someone who should be trusted, just another young woman who claimed to be in trouble. So that's that's one thing I'm angry about, but also respect to Sutter again for not pulling punches. Plenty of people would have avoided writing that, especially at this, the very first episode of the second season. It's ballsy to say the least. But also, lots of people might have cut away or made it more implicit. But despite the fact, I'm sure it probably angered people at the time. The fact that he showed the brutal reality of what some women go through in their lives, I think, is really powerful.
0: Lee and Wendy, how did you, um, how did you find that that scene and oh, and um, I, Weston's role? in, in
3: I, Huffing.
2: I wonder, I'm not sure whether. I mean, I actually sort of question myself whether Zo Bell was actually one of the attackers. I still don't, I'm not certain because I know that Weston was, because he has a tattoo. And the other thing that sticks in my mind, and it's, it's weird, it's totally bizarre thought, but that mask that he had on his face, is that the same one as the Michael Myers of Halloween? Is it the same mask? Because it think, looked,
3: it yeah, looked think, like that one, didn't it? Right, it was very similar. To that Because that, that's
2: what with stuck it. in my head with that, sort of the, 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 the mask thing. But mm-hmm. that was, it was harrowing. And it was just, you know, when you saw that, you thought, yeah, this is, this is gonna It's just, and it, you know, total credit to Sutter because he, do, he does not pull any punches. You know, he will be, he'll make it as raw as it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and he just again he doesn't take the audience for fools he doesn't you know he doesn't pretty it up he you you want to know how our life is for these people that's the reality you're facing that's what you're seeing and I think you know that that that's part it it, that's what makes the show such a a a good believable show because you know you don't you, you think that's what would happen
3: Oh, sorry, and I was going to say, I must admit, I can't just, dis- um, obviously, I agree with um, every- everything that's already been said by Holly and Lee. Um, definitely down to Kurt Sutter. I mean, th- we've talked about this before, in that he does, and he doesn't just attempt, he actually achieves it. He reaches all of these human emotions and mm. the way they play it out, though, I mean, massive credit to, you know, the, the direction of it as well, you know, bringing it all to life like they did, because... I mean that scene, you know, in, in other films, if you like, or or other pieces, you know, that could have been handled so 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 differently. But mm. it was it it was watchable, incredibly uncomfortable. What on earth? I mean, I remember watching that for the first time, running. It was running through my mind, thinking, what are they trying to achieve here? You know, I know they're trying to scare scare tactics. They want to try and scare the club. They want to try and get to play. Um, mm. They think the best way of doing that is to to do that through Gemma. I honestly don't know if that was ever thought through. I could never see how that was ever going to end in anything other than carnage.
2: I, I I wonder, could. I <laughs> wonder whether it was a, it was actually done to do. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen to somebody to a woman like that and a woman mm. that was the head, the matriarch of the family? It was basically lining up the white supremacist side of them to the biggest fall they could possibly have. It was actually putting them, it was making sure that they got the worst treatment they could possibly get from the sons and showing that how much hatred that that could provoke. Mm. So I think that, you know, it really sort of set them up for the fall. Maybe I was
3: looking at it through Gemma's eyes, actually the character Mm. at the time, because what she did is kind of exactly what we'd probably expect Gemma to do. And that is not involved the club. Um, yeah. So it's so largely backfired on them initially, mm. um, well I think totally backfired actually, but it was just such a horrible, horrible thing to have to watch and to think of, you know, if you try and see what, they, you know, this, but you know, people do go through that in real life of course, mm. um, and how horrendous that that really is. So yeah, I don't know, it's
1: his writing, it's, it's truly, truly incredible. Yeah. I completely agree as well. Like they could have very easily decided just to, I say just, you know, picture yourself comparatively. They could have beaten Gemma. They could have even killed Gemma. They could have kidnapped her. Mm. But there's something about, taking away her dignity from her like that and yes. Gemma in the show is a very sexually empowered woman she's yeah. confident in how she looks she's confident in how she comes across she's assertive so they took one of her most powerful assets one of the things she likes most about herself and destroyed that for her and that's mm. utterly vile and the most it's, I, I can't think of anything worse you could probably yeah. do to Gemma no, maybe hurt her kids
3: pardon me total violation that was total
1: yeah and it reminds me as well, like, um, I think Theo and Kim talk about the Sopranos a lot in, um, you know, the Reaper Reviews pod. And it kind of reminds me of that whole matriarch thing. Like, I, I, I'm Italian, I come from an Italian background, and there's this, there is this fun idea that, um, you know, Vito Corleone is the top or, you know, the patriarch is the top. But honestly... Mm. matriarch and I think you see this throughout it becomes you know uh Tara in a way it's Wendy the matriarch is the glue that holds these dysfunctional men together it's the bit of soft with the hard that keeps it all functioning so I I just clever bit writing amazingly done sensitively handled just praise but uh yes Mm -hmm.
0: Please. I need you to pass on a message to your old man. Tell him to stop selling guns to niggers and wetbacks or we find you and we do this again. Oh, to what degree do you think that was 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 Weston clever, not clever enough but no way. to, to, I think to, to he, do that or was he the
1: yeah? I think if Zobel is the gun then Weston's the bullet. Yeah. you know he's you know Zobel's easily the mastermind behind it he's got the business acumen the charm the resources the money all that kind of stuff but he has his henchmen do the things that he refuses to be seen doing and it's all yeah. about appearance I think with him that's yeah. that's his power the fact that he can snake into these respectable circles that like he can run for mayor that wouldn't be possible if he was covered in tattoos I think he even no. criticizes western for his tattoos like isn't it a bit obvious walking around yeah. with that on your chest?
0: I think the Riley Wyatt wanted to start there was because that for me is the is the real introduction to Weston's character that from from memory he's having lunch with or with Jacob Hale, mm. then they go visit the club and Zobel and Weston the drive up and he hands some cigars over to okay. to Clay and kind of just says that.
2: Trying to buy his, trying yeah.
0: to buy his friendship, yeah. And almost stamping that there's a new, there's a new guy in town. Um, yeah, there's yeah, definitely correct. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any doubt about what his, um, what Weston's motives were, I think the line that he says, at the end of, of that, that, that scene we've just discussed, I think that, that this completely shows like, who, who Weston is and, and his um devotion to, to his cause I think mm. so that's the, the the real the the big main thing that you see um about western so what what are the other key scenes or key episodes that you that you see western that, that you associate th- western with
2: I think the other thing that occurred to me was I think last week in the Reaper reviews there was a scene where they break into a house and his son's there. And you suddenly realise he's got another generation of, of his hatred, and the kid got, has got the gun. Do you remember seeing this? Yes. Where they, yeah. Yeah. Where they yeah. break in, and I, I think was it Jack's? It goes, and the kid's Put in that his bed. A little Nazi. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And you think, my God, he's got another. He's got a mini me. That's um, what I thought, mini me. Yeah.
3: Too
2: fun. And I've just seen an episode, the one where AJ Weston meets his demise. Mm-hmm. and or he's just about to and he's in a tattoo parlor mm-hmm. and on the other in, in on one of the other beds or sitting down is his kid mm-hmm. and he's got That's... a bloody hitler haircut he's sort of slow yeah yeah out. yeah my god if it, if anyone was breeding another another generation of hatred that is it
1: that's it that speaks to very much the um nazi ideal this was a you know as we all know a, a real thing the whole master race idea yeah Aryan supremacy like um nazi troops yeah during yeah. second like world were encouraged to breed as prolifically as possible specifically with people of like white skin you know blue eye blonde haired ancestry it, it, it's imperative it's essential to his character you know it's another mm. facet that Sutter remembers to include but I think it's also interesting in that it implies that he has maybe a level of humanity if he has kids clearly there's something he cares about other than this whole racist ideology yes there's a perpetuation of the racism through his children and through those ideals but also it's the fact that he tells his son to go and sit in the other room when he knows he's about to have his head blasted there's just, just a glimmer of humanity for a second and I think that's what's most that's the worst thing about it i think like um and it's
2: not enough to save him though is it no that's, that's no. not really a redeeming no. feature no. in us
1: no it's not no. but it's, it's really interesting i think it really harkens back to and this is drawn from my personal experience um a few years ago i had the privilege to visit poland um with the lessons from the holocaust lessons from auschwitz trust as an ambassador. And one of the things they really emphasized was humanizing the Holocaust. I mean, obviously, on the side of the people who were victims of the Nazis and all that sort of stuff, because I think we all just conceptualize it as a statistic, because how can we possibly picture, you know, seven million or more people having been killed? But the most interesting part of it for me was, humanizing the Nazis as well like it's they they emphasize the point that it's very easy to be like oh we could never be like them because they're monsters they're inhuman they're not like us they're from a different time we justify ways to separate ourselves from these people we say you know they are a one-off they are unlike anyone else and I think Sutter again kind of manages to capture that idea by humanizing Western with that empathy or compassion or something that twinkle of something he has for his son it shows us that Nazis you know weren't just something fixed in time on one occasion there's something that still exists and there's an ideal that still exists and we're all as equally susceptible you know Mm. we're not removed we haven't got past that it could be anyone I think that's what Bell shows us as well it could be the man who owns the cigar shop on your corner it could be your mayor of your town you don't know goes on behind closed doors there's a human aspect and that makes them culpable we can't just write them off as monsters and i think that's a fascinating little microcosm he explores
0: he clearly is a devoted parent i think it's indicated that he's Mm. a single parent raising two children and that it really does make you think what what's happened to this in this guy's life that has made him what's poisoned him in the
2: first place
0: yeah and not that that is any excuse, but there, mm. there must have. What was the trigger for this absolute hate that 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 A.J. Mm. Weston has for anyone, basically that that's not white?
3: We never did never did get to explore that through. There is so much in Sons mm. of Anarchy mm. that, if only, whistle stopped <laughs> and explore. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah mm. what brought him? and he was quite high ranking officer, if you like, in the Aryan Brotherhood, mm. you know, before joining up with, uh, we, we're given to believe anyway, before joining forces with uh, Ethan Savelle, so love to have known what drove that, try and understand it, it's all very well, because it's horrendous, and oh, it's sickening to, to watch what they say and how they act, but within that, um, within Sans organic even, but I'd love to understand why.
0: <laughs> I think that's yeah. part of the and can see the appeal of the show. Of the show is that mm, mm. there's so, so many? Brilliant. Oh my God! Why and and there could be a thousand spin-offs. You know? Oh, the, that could easily be. You make. know, <laughs> oh, we've got have we got the Mayans. like, who hey, we could do every We could do spin-off of in, in, in every angle. Um, Weston seemed to go on a bit of a. I think it was obviously directed by Isabel, but he went on a bit of a one-man. Rampage. Crusade. towards mm. the end it was a definite rampage when he mm-hmm. when he realized that suspicious. Weston also if I remember rightly Weston arranged for Otto to get attacked and he, when he lost his eye uh... you get you get shit done doesn't he Weston he definitely <laughs> you know he has a to-do list and he, bloody hell yeah. did he did he do it um, can't call him lazy We talked about the demise of of A. J. Weston, which was I think it was strangely dignified end for someone who lived their I life think so brutally. He, yeah, he he
2: sort of he knew it, he knew his time was up, and he says just mm. do it now. Just and he look and you see him look down, and then Jack's six bullets, and you don't see anything else other than under the door a pool of blood in his boots,
0: and that's it. So when you think about that scene, what talk me through the builder. What did you think was going to be happening?
3: I think, personally, looking back, is probably more with hindsight as well, actually. I think there was actually quite a lot of similarity, oddly enough, between oh, yeah. Western and Jacks. Yeah. Only as far as I think they were both professionals. They both followed a certain code, um, outlaw code, whatever you want to call it. There were certain, I don't know, protocols that they followed all the time and Weston knew he'd screwed up, he'd messed up royally, and he knew what his fate was. And I think that end scene was, was, was a culmination of that. I mean, Jax would have hated the very bones of the man, I'm sure it was, was reciprocated, but because of the professionals they were, in inverted commas, um, I think that's why the end was clean. Oh mm. I can see. Um, was very, very clean. In the, it could have been so much worse. I mm. mean, we've seen Jax in action before and after, and that scene could have been very, very different, but he accepted his fate. Jack's made it clean. I mean you might have emptied six rounds into him, but it was mm. still nevertheless a clean kill. So
0: mm. I mean look I think what, that's that
3: level of professionalism mm. that was there.
0: Look what he did to the guy that he thought killed. he uh, killed his wife, sorry, and yet yeah, almost
3: But I think it was no more, no less. There was certainly no love lost between them at all. I mean, they probably right. Jacks would have hated him to the very core, without a doubt. Mm. But he accepted his fate. Job done.
1: I think it's pertinent, pertinent as well that Jacks killed him, not just because of what he did to Gemma, but it's. Again, the very nice symbolism of a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white guy very good. killing the uh, piece of shit racist. Like <laughs> yes. It's the reason they designed Captain America like they did in the comics, you yeah. know, sucking Mr. Hitler in the jaw because he was the Aryan ideal and he said, Fuck you, Hitler. And honestly, <laughs> I comic.
0: That's
1: all I have to say about that. Very true.
0: Mm. Wow. I could be getting too deep here. It could almost have been Jackson in. If not, not with the same
1: ideology. Not, not with the
0: same ideology, but like like I think Wendy just said, similarities that yeah. between yeah. between the two of them. Actually there's more that when you think about it, there's more. And so where do you think that that respect and dignity that Jack gave Weston came from? Where, what, think, what what was it?
2: I think also one other thing that might what well, that to me just now, Jackson has been is the heir apparent from john teller yeah and there's a a conflict with him and with clay he's come through that bloodline you don't know whether aj came through that bloodline from his father maybe his father was a a white supremacist he that's all he ever knew so you've got two people that have come down these channels you know to completely opposite of in, in in ideology but they come directly in those sort of channels. And, you know, you're thinking AJ Weston's son, could he be another one
1: in 20 years' time that could all go on the same path? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you make a good point there as well, because I was actually watching a few interviews with Henry Rollins before this because I love the man. Love everything he's done. I do now. Love the music, love the poetry, love the acting. The guy is just so down to earth for someone who's done such amazing things. Really talented. Um, Yeah. And he talks about one of the things he drew off for playing Western, you know, Sutter hired him because he needed someone who was socially sensitive to play an utterly socially insensitive, you know, individual. And I think he drew a lot from his father, the way he talks about it. He says his father was horribly racist, things that he'd never repeat, things that he said, you know, I, I couldn't even begin to relate to this man on any level because of how he, what he believed about women, what he believed about people of colour. You know, um, in fact, he's quite vocal about the fact that he never wants to have kids because he wants the bloodline to end with him. Yeah. He doesn't want those hateful genes in any way, shape or form to go uh-huh. on.
2: I actually saw an interview uh, just before this, and he was talking about a lot of the, when he was at his concerts, a lot of those kind of people were in the audience, mm. and they were recruiting within the audience, because those sort of shows, I mean, it might attract that sort of character, and yeah. so he actually drew off those type of people, I mean, he says he's known people like this.
1: Yeah, so punk was, crawlers. Yeah. Yeah. Nazis in the punk movement have been an issue since the 70s, it's, yeah. it's like quite Skinhead, well documented the skinheads yeah. Yeah, 70s, yeah absolutely, so yeah I think you, you're really onto something there Lee when you talk about the fact that it could be an intergenerational thing and I think Henry Rollins drew on that from his own life and yeah. from his own experiences in that sense and I also want to go off of what Wendy said as well, when you say there's a lot of similarities between Jacks and Western, I think that is maybe the reason he gives him such a relatively dignified ending you know the cutting away we just see the blood it's private he allows him to take you know a knee and prepare for it i think ultimately we're all the hero in our own story no one really paints themselves as the villain. what ultimately separates these two criminals apart from ideology they just sit two sides of a political line ultimately Mm. they've both committed murders yeah arsons i don't think anyone in the sun's raped anyone that I remember but yeah ultimately they're all criminals they're all people operating outside of the law and they've all done reprehensible things to more or lesser extent it's just the cause to which they subscribe that kind of separates them so I think the reason Jax does give him some semblance of mercy is a because he recognizes that he's a father and he's got kids and you know whatever happens that kid's going to be screwed up living Mm. without a dad or living with a dad of that nature would screw you up Mm but I think it is that recognition that he's probably got caught up in a pipeline somewhere, you know, where he's been radicalized. I mean, there's been so much like this in the news just in the past sort of five, six years about radicalization in youth and the alt-right pipeline and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Sutter again ahead of his time, but I think that's the reason maybe he gets a semblance of dignity. And I also, I think Jack's a statistic individual that John Teller wants him to be. Yeah. It's before he becomes cynical, before he becomes yeah. jaded with sons and, their kind of uh, moral code and everything that comes with it
0: so we talked about his um his apparent devotion as a parent as being a a single parent appears to be quite a a devoted father um very into his cause very dedicated to, to what he believes is there any other anything else that you find redeeming about about aj weston He's somebody who definitely, whether you, whether you agree oh, with his views no, or not, totally he, not, he felt that that was the way that his country should be. And That's we, what they we, are, yeah. And we see this every day, don't we? He was so yeah. dedicated yeah. that this is the way that I want my, I don't like the way my country's going. This is the way I want to, to make a change. And it was, I got some admiration for his dignity. I think I would never want, I wouldn't bother trying to discuss his views with him. I don't think there would be a, any kind of reasoned debate. Um, He's completely him. locked in. Right. Yeah. I don't think there'd be any kind of. Oh, yeah, Tim. I see your point. Yeah, I'm, I'm going really <laughs> to assess that that view. Yeah. So I don't think you know. But I think there was a real dedication to his children, a real dedication mm. to to his his way of what he saw was the way of life.
3: I think that was really important though, because there's one thing I don't think we've mentioned um, and the one person in all of this is Gemma, who above everybody, including Jax and, and Clay, uh, would probably like to have him strung up and horrible things happen to him and she had that chance and she stalked him mm-hmm. and she hid in that portal, if you remember all ready yes. to, to kill him and she yeah. was going to kill him no doubt yeah. this is when she'd actually stalked Weston to yes. the site wherever it was and yeah. so she hid in a port and she opened the door gun pointed at him now he was yeah. a dead man but she heard him on the phone and clearly he was talking to his son and despite what he put Gemma through and despite yeah. her intentions to kill him dead she heard that that conversation with him as his son and she withdrew and even Gemma the one person I think probably wanted to uh, get even with him yeah. it touched a chord with her too with her own children being a grandmother and she backed off put her in a right or quandary that did I believe yeah
1: it's a victory for humanity over evil I think that wasn't one... it wasn't it yeah empathy over hatred every time head back to I'll talk to these guys.
0: Say nothing, no matter what happens. You understand? You don't ever talk to the cops. I love you. He never sees this. Okay, are there any other thoughts or any other areas of AJ Weston that you wanted to? There was
3: only one thing I think again, um I, I took him right the way through most of series two as definitely being the henchman. He wasn't really thinking very much for himself. He was directed very much by Sobel. He 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 did his bidding. Didn't question it. Didn't care. Didn't care who he shot, who he hurt, what he did. Nothing like that. But he did begin to get suspicious. And I can't remember the name of the man, but Bell started to, uh, turning to another one of his um, team, didn't he? Because he was doing those dodgy deals with behind yeah. A.J. Weston's back with the Mayans. That's and fun. Weston wasn't a privy to that. Um, mainly because he is such a staunch Aryan Brotherhood person that he could not have seen past, um, shall we say, non-white people being involved in any sort of drug production that they were involved in and were benefiting from. Um, I think we all know how that all ended. I mean, he went on a shooting spree, quite literally. Now, that took him to think about that for himself, because, you know... It didn't matter what Zobel wanted or said at the time. He just got, he just obliterated them, got rid of them. So I thought that was quite interesting because in in other words, he didn't really care what Zobel, the any reaction Zobel might have had to that. He just went ahead and did it
2: anyway. Up against Zobel, you know, you think, well, who's the most, who's the most morally upright? And Zobel would fail in that comparison with Weston. You know, you you think, well, Weston, you know, he's a villain, you know, he's, he's evil. But Zobel puts on this v- veneer of being respectable and not being this part. Mm. But this guy, you know, he is. There's no
1: denying it. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. I think with Zobel, there's a level of self-interest maybe that Derby doesn't necessarily have. I think he's very much you're right that henchman soldier whatever to call it staunch believer would happily die for his cause I
0: think we can truly say that Weston is probably one of the most authentic characters that we come across absolutely in, in the series <laughs> Okay, each week as part of our discussions, we like to rate the characters in a number of categories, um, similar to Top Trumps or similar games that, that you may be used to. And it's always the same five categories, whether outlaw, law enforcement, um, prospective mayor, or police <laughs> officer, or, or whoever it might be. So this week we were talking about AJ Weston, and to start off with, the, the first topic uh, sorry the first category we're going to talk about is brutality so who's first on my list this week it's wendy wendy what did you score um western for brutality
3: oh i nearly went all the way with 100 percent, but I, I i did i stopped at 93 percent actually because um there was that part of him that because he loved his sons i mean he really loved his sons and i think anything involving them no brutality but yeah, 93%. Brutal man. Didn't really care what he did.
0: Okay, that is exactly the same number that um I wrote down for, oh, for wow. hospitality. <laughs> yeah. So Lee, um how about I'm yourself? gonna
1: say 85. Ooh. I've put 94. Oh wow, okay. I was gonna be 95, but then you said please don't keep making them tens or fives. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, you got one rule, remember the one rule. Yeah, no, I think it's because he is incredibly brutal when it comes to everything he does and how he does it. He is as blunt as a mallet, basically. Um, But also, you know, I guess he does have that spot of tenderness for his children that brings it back from 100%, but also he does raise his children to be brutal. His, his, what, 10-year-old kid picking up a gun? Like, what on earth? So, yeah, 94 is what I was saying.
0: Brilliant. Okay. Next up is intelligence, and um, it's Lee up first. Very, very
2: intelligent, I think. About 90. He's no fool. He may be fooled by Zobel, but I don't think he's a fool.
1: He's got a blind spot for Zobel. I'm he has.
2: Yeah, for the... He has, but I think he's, he knows how to handle himself. Yeah, I, I think he's fairly fairly intelligent.
1: I put him at 60 because I was looking at my one from last week where I rated Hale at about a 40. 40. Yeah. I think he's smarter than Hale quite easily. I think Hale, again, has got that whole young, idealistic, wants to believe but kind of naive thing going on. I don't think Weston is at all naive about anything. I think he knows how brutal the world can be and I think he embraces that. But I'm also wondering if that's Rollins coming through, you know, where he talks about, he's like, I saw an interview where he said there's a difference between uh, the absence of fear and bravery, you know there's a whole saying that you can't be brave unless you feel fear, because it's the whole act of facing up to fear that makes someone brave and he talks about the absence of fear, so maybe it's that, because Weston seems unintimidated by law enforcement by other gangs, seems unintimidated intimidated by, you know, death anything that could potentially confront him I think maybe that's brute rationalisation but also I think there's a level where he knows because of his size because of his power his intimidation his association with people that he is in a way sort of invulnerable because he's protected by Zobel and the likes of people like Hale so yeah I put him at 60 because I don't think he's naive I don't think he's stupid but I do think he's manipulable I think anyone who falls down that kind of extremist pipeline has got a level of manipulability about them
3: Ah, oh, uh, I might be disagreeing on this, I'm afraid, because I've got, I've scored him a lowly 26%. And I thought that was being oh. generous as well. I'm sorry <laughs> about that Maybe I don't rate him as intelligent. Um, mainly because he he just did as he was told. He was brutal about it, but he nevertheless he was he was a machine. He just he just did what he was told to do until uh the Sons pointed out that uh his boss was in league with the Mayans on this sort of dodgy drug deal, which he knew nothing about. And to give him his due there, he did think for himself. He went and proved it first, and then he went on the rampage. But that was, as we discussed before, because he was being true to himself. But that was just then. Um, The rest of the time, I I found him, yeah, he kind of did, did whatever Zobel asked him to do. So, no, I didn't credit him with much intelligence at all.
0: I kind of went uh, a bit more a bit more than Wendy 72 and cool. I may be giving him more credit than he deserves so I've just you know on reflection maybe that's a high score um and <laughs> and it is that you know when I look at the way he approached the um the 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 dealing with the sons of anarchy from from that perspective cuz he didn't go in it wasn't all brutality so he, you know, we know he's a brutal guy, but he was was doing surveillance when mm. they had the the discs. Yes, the discs. So he had surveillance when they set up Hale to tell yeah. the sons to see whether see whether they would the, Hale would tell the sons about the thing, and then the video Opie um, running from the mm. from blowing up the the meth lab, and then there was the he was taking photos of. I'll get confused because he was taking photos of the meeting with the was it the one niners dealing. He definitely um, spied on them. Yeah, and he was. And he, but that then the question now I've got now Wendy's kind of planted the seed of doubt in my mind <laughs> is that was that his intelligence or was Nuance he or was nice. he yeah or was he doing the job? But I'm gonna I leave it at seventy two. I'm gonna give him the the benefit of the doubt, which. The only time I'll probably give AJ (laughs) Weston the benefit of a doubt for anything. Okay, loyalty. And it's Holly first now, I think. Loyalty.
1: I mean, 99 is where I came out, honestly. I think he is staunchly aligned to the cause. And that 1% is maybe his the fact that he gives a shit about his kids. Like, that's the Mm. only thing he cares about, as far as I can tell, apart from being a stinking great racist Yahoo. So. 99 is.
3: is i'm not far off on that one um i gave him 90 percent and very similar to holly but my i gave him like 10 percent consideration for his sons because i think that was really the only thing that w- if anything impacted them it wouldn't matter he would you know he really would not be doing what he was told to do so the loyalty would just dissipate so that's why i gave 90 percent
0: and lee i think i'm going to give it the three figures 100 wow very nice. The first, let's just pause for a second. And the first 100, <laughs> given if the, I know it's episode two, I know there's been what, this will be, there's been like 30, 30 ratings and this is the first 100. So 100. <laughs> yeah. We have a little, little claxon that goes off when someone is <laughs> like 100. Yeah, we need a bell um, ring for that. So why, why, the, why the big three? Figures? I think
2: he was, yeah, I, I, I can't explain it. I just think that he's, He's loyal to the cause. He's loyal to his family. He's got, he's loyal to whatever. Maybe he's got misplaced loyalty. I don't know. Loyal to a
1: fault. Yes. A phrase that comes to mind. Yeah. Okay. But I
2: think, yeah, you've got somebody there that if you've got him in your corner, you will have him in your corner. Right yeah. or die. Exactly
0: thank you Lee um i kind of went i've got the lowest of the, the the round here so i went for 89 similar to wendy yeah really really huge loyalty but some of that i kind of i, I think i've penalized them for misplacing that loyalty all right so street credit and i'm smiling because of the way that this went last time um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's Lee first on street cred.
2: Are we talking street cred in a racist environment? Because if mm-hmm. we are, then it's very
0: high.
3: I've got I mean, two scores as well. <laughs> it,
2: it it all depends on yeah. the, the the audience, because, the context. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, if he's if he would would in if he was in prison, the his street cred would be sky high amongst the ab. Mm. In charming, his street cred would be would be below half because of who he is and who he associates with. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it fifty.
0: Okay, that's a fair score. Uh, I went for forty-seven, and I right. kind of did the same. The same route. Do I? Would I want to hang out with him? No, but would there be people who would? Damn right there would. You know, if that's your your way of life yeah that's your bag that's your persuasion then you know then i'm sure he would be like sought after and a real yeah. role model to some people but for me it doesn't float my boat so i give him 47 so it was just above halfway i just under halfway sorry maths is deserts me all right um i think it's holly next i might be wrong but it's holly now
1: Uh, the street cred I put 60 again it was kind of doing the mental gymnastics to think about okay but in prison okay but in a formal setting okay but within the League of American Nationalists like how would he be perceived and honestly I kind of disregarded all of that and I was like if I was walking down the street and I saw this gentleman gentleman's too kind of word, if I saw this (laughs) moron walking towards me with his tattoos and you know everything everything just taking him in I think I would be quite intimidated by him. He looks like someone who wouldn't hesitate to commit an act of violence. And I think we know that about him as a character, you know. So I think he gets street cred for his ruthlessness. I think he gets street cred for the fact that he's got gang affiliations. And I think he gets street cred because he, he looks like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So he came out at a 60 for me.
3: Uh, well, I looked at it through two lenses. I thought... If I was trying to rate him as a, an AB, I reckon he'd be probably around about 87%, something like that. The other lens to me was a human being, quite frankly. And I have to be honest, rated him an absolute zero on that. Um, so I suppose to be fair, I have to kind of try and take it in the middle there. So it's gonna to have to be 44. I'd give him 44 based on a average of those two.
0: And finally, the <clears throat> So as a character. You include
2: minus numbers? No,
0: no we don't. Zero is the lowest. Zero is the lowest. Uh, Love it.
3: I scored him 7% and that is only and only for the absolute love he has for his two sons. That's it.
0: Okay, I think we've, first and last, we've um, absolutely spot on. I said seven. And that was just because of that the very same reason, so like the parenting, great yeah. minds. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lee,
2: five yeah, percent.
1: I came out a little bit higher at 10 or just 10 out of 100. Um, but I think maybe that's the Rollins factor. I that man, incredible man. In so, anyways, um, yeah, the, the redemption from the children thing, I, I just think there is humanity there that maybe. I wouldn't instantly deck him, but I, (laughs) you know what I mean? If he approached me in a bar and tried anything, I'd have the pepper spray out quicker than you can say, fuck off you Nazi scum. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, no, I'm putting it at about 10. So
0: actually when we come to play top Trumps, the pretty handy card that you would have with this character. Uh, Brutality, 92. Intelligence, 62 loyalty, 95, street cred, 50, likability seven. So that is how Mr. AJ Weston measures up in our scoring.
1: Mm. Very good.
0: Okay. And now it's time for a brand new feature. Um, (laughs) Last week we, for the first two episodes, I chose the character and now we're going to leave it up to fate. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so I'd like
0: to introduce you to the wheel of doom. The wheel of
1: I cannot wait.
0: Yeah, um, can you see my oh, wheel?
1: Wow. Yes, I can. It's yes, like very colourful. I love
0: it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> That's
1: not good. Ooh. Ooh.
0: What oh, a character. So very
1: excited. Oh Lee Torek.
0: Wow, Lee Toric. Okay, we have so fun with him. it's
1: gonna be a field day.
0: Wow. Wow, there's so Ooh. much to discuss. Well, so
3: much to say. Wow, what a deep character this. Is.
0: Yeah. Deep cuts. Ooh. Deep cuts, my friends. Righty. Crikey. Right. So thank you very much um, for you. joining us next week. We will be discussing Lee Torek on the, on the Sons of Anarchy UK podcast. But all it's left for me to do is say thank you to all of our guests. Um, so thank you to Lee. Thank you. And Holly. Thank you. And Wendy. Thank you. And if you want to get in touch with the, the podcast, you can, um, Follow us on or find us on Twitter at SOA UK podcast. Um, or you could contact any of our panel on the following handles Lee?
1: Uh, at Sandvida. Holly? At Holly Talarica, which is T A L L A R I C O, and Holly with a Y.
0: And Wendy? At busy777. All right, so thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next time.